Welcome to Robot Friends, the podcast that actively harms its audience. Episode 4, Eigenrobot vs. Disconcerta. Hey all, I'm here with Disconcerta, who you may know by other names. And Hello there. Yeah, so, so we don't really have any agenda today. I, I'm not sure well, I ever have any agenda. My agenda is I'm going to get drunk. Yeah, shit. Oh, yeah, I should have mentioned that. I, I'm a beer in and I've got a second one in front of me. I might beg Moon to get me a glass of, uh, I think brandy is all we have left at this point. Brandy and like gross shit, like just straight gin. So this is going to be a drunk <laughs> Remind episode. Remind me to tell feel... you about the time I took gin shots. The one time. Oh, I've done that. Undergrad, freshman year, learning how to drink, just had some gin, drank it. It was terrible. And I'm someone who likes gin. So... <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i mean I, I guess actually now that i'm thinking about it it's not that interesting of a story it basically goes like that which is you have shots of gin and you deeply regret it yeah well and it's strange because i like martinis very very dry martinis but somehow those go down differently yeah um i wish i made more martinis i am a big bourbon guy and i have to thank mm. you for getting me into armagnac oh so good right yeah, extremely good. Shout out Armagnac for all the listeners out there who haven't tried it. 100%. It's like Co- cognac, but better. Yeah, like cognac, a little more flowery, a little bit less oily, I think. Yeah, but there's a certain, um, an oaky afterbirth to it. Mm, yeah, yeah, very, <laughs> very planty. So yeah, if hey, listeners, if you feel like pausing the podcast and getting drunk with us, I mean, by all means... We one thing we're going to discuss perhaps is is chemicals and chemical dependency and the the role of that in life, something like that. And we could do that. And if we're going to talk about that, I think it would behoove you as a listener to to get fucked up if you like. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I apologize in advance if you're sober because probably it will be a subpar experience. Yeah, that although said, I, I hope to not just talk total nonsense. Um, yeah, you know, th- thanks for having me on the podcast. Oh. Dude, sure, anytime. So, yeah, and and if you're sober and you want to judge us, go wild. Don't. Don't? Well, yeah, or go wild. Yeah, no, yeah, do whatever. <laughs> so, um, hey, so I I think I haven't spoken with you for a while since you last came to Seattle. How, how have you been? Oh man, yeah, we haven't talked in a while, uh, voice to voice. Um, I've been okay. I I guess. I don't want to dox myself too much. Um, I have a job that requires me to function at a high level pretty much all the time. I work for a startup. Um, I think I'm just going to leave it at that. I also run two other side companies uh, doing cryptocurrency things, which makes me sound like an asshole in advance. But I, I swear I don't understand it, and I think it's a scam. It, it just happens to make me money, so so I do it on the side. Yeah. Um, it's been a little stressful. Not gonna lie, I, I've been a little stressed. But you seem stressed um, on the timeline. Not not all the time, and it it seems like you're still having fun, but also stressed a lot. That is a pretty good description of what I've been up to. I think um, you know Gab's metaprogramming. Uh, no. Spook's girlfriend. Oh, maybe. Uh, I know Sonia knows them. Uh, it it doesn't matter. Gab's once described me as um, like striving sad boy uh striving sad boy i think i think that's and that's pretty close you know like i listen to blade uh i listen to young lean 
and I am succeeding. I'm succeeding. I'm do- I'm doing all right. Like honestly, dude, like I'm doing fine. Um, yeah. There's there's like lots of little annoyances, as I'm sure you know, because you also have a job that makes you sort of accountable for your behavior in the world. Yeah, but- to an extent. I mean, I'm I'm DS at a company where where data science has a lot of latitude. Like it's it's deliberately built into the structure where. I don't report to someone business side exactly. I, I report to another data scientist who reports to a data scientist. And I think after that, maybe it goes to some kind of a VP or something. But basically, oh, that's I, pretty high up there. Well, I, I mean, I'm I'm definitely not high up, but but it's a it's a short chain. And I mean, I I'm evaluated partly on the basis of how well I tell people to fuck off. And, <laughs> and which is great. And um you know, I take it seriously and I'm also held accountable in the sense of like, I can do whatever I want, but I also have to, you know, my manager takes that before other managers and, and he's like, all right, here's what robot did. Here's about the effect that he was able to demonstrate that it had. And, and if there was no effect, he's like, yeah, sorry, dude, you're, you're fucked. So, so it's like academia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I need to think about that. <laughs> Oh man, but but yeah, I mean like or null null hypothesis. Yeah, no, right for sure. Although I I think like if you if I were to find a useful null, and and to be clear, I I haven't run a regression in years, which is fucking wild. Excellent. Because congratulations. It, yeah, no, it's it's ninety percent of my job is thinking about data that I want to get and then like plotting the data, and I'll, I mean I guess. That said, I do run hundreds of experiments a year. And but like there, it's like usually you expect to see something with those experiments and they're really carefully run. So if you get a null, it's like, yeah, guess this guess this thing sucks. And I mean that's useful. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, knowing anything with some certainty is useful. I feel like um I don't know anything. Yeah. And that's what that's what's stressful. Like uh, a guy I worked with way back. Okay, not just listeners, this is not going to be a work discussion. Uh, I promise. But, um, <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of an epistemology discussion, or it could it could end up in that place, which maybe is boring too. But I'm I'm okay with that. I don't know, man. I'm I'm recording this. You just cut me off. You I cut did. Me off. Like no, 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 no. I mean, you should cut me off. This is your show for sure. Uh, you did not cut me off. Uh, I just cut you off. In fact. Um, <laughs> sorry. No, it's good. What I was going to say is that um, a guy I worked with once who was like Google X, very smart guy. Uh, he was like, listen, you know, dude, I'm not going to use my name. He was like, uh, your job is dealing with ambiguity and uncertainty. And that's all you get paid to do. Everything else you do is a skill towards that accomplishment. Uh, and I think I think that's a pretty interesting frame to to put on it. And it definitely like helps me do my job to know that. Because uh, sometimes it really doesn't matter what you choose; you just have to choose something and like make a decision. Yeah, are you? There's um, Samuel Berger has has that essay about bureaucracy. If you haven't read it, it's pretty good. And I don't remember the details of it because I read it a couple of years ago. But one thing that I've been thinking about a lot, I, I've been listening to an audio book about British society in India. But I've been thinking a lot about how government used to work, where typically government agents had a lot of power and a lot of flexibility in how they executed that power. And it was very unbureaucratic. 
like you, this is like you the Pinkerton ha- days or uh yeah like British roughly in India yeah so so like in India was Pinkerton in India Jesus I, no, I don't know man, that they I were no I'm I'm gonna assume that somehow they they penetrated the subcontinent um but like basically at that point if you were an agent of government you had a lot of latitude about how you behaved and you weren't a bureaucrat you were an agent. And I, I I don't know what I'm talking about, so I could be wrong about this. But this is my concern. Don't let that stop you. That's never yeah, stopped no, me. It never has before. <laughs> but but like you contrast that with today, where everything is very heavily you know bureaucratized, and I think like the the major difference between a professional and a bureaucrat is that with bureaucrats, you you have like very little latitude. Like here's a script that you follow for executing your job, and if you're not following the script, you're fucking it up. Whereas if, if you're a professional, there's less of this monitoring. You have a lot of freedom to do whatever you want, so long as it furthers some particular goal. And, you know, to an extent, I, I think some parts of tech and maybe academia are, are some of the last refugee, refuges of um, like true professionalism. It, it used to be the case, for example, that public that. school teachers yeah. – like had a lot of latitude for how they ran their classroom. And I just don't see that being true anymore. I also wish I could beat my employees. Yeah. Sometimes. (laughs) Well, I mean, you can, you can write them bad reviews, which in some ways is worse. I mean, if if I let my boss (laughs) punch me in the face occasionally, but couldn't like was less likely to write a bad review. I would actually feel good about that. He doesn't seem like he has a, a really strong uppercut. So, so, so Microsoft, when they did stack ranking, um, they actually had a little known trial by combat, right? So if you were going to get fired because you're at the bottom of the stack, you could challenge someone who was going to keep their job. They got rid yeah. of it in the early two thousands because of like, you know, programmers and stuff like that. Oh uh, yeah. Obviously sure. Were able to keep their jobs and it's the wrong incentive. Um, but it's cool. There's, there's a lot of MMA gyms in Seattle uh, as a result. Oh yeah, sure. No, I really establishing that culture of like, brute force which i think will be useful if they establish extraterritoriality and you need to like be able to defend your turf you know i mean this is a huge thing for multinational internet companies uh one of the one of the i mean like what do you, what do you do if there's multiple jurisdictions that your data falls under like are you allowed to store your data in ireland and not answer u.s subpoenas about it big microsoft yeah. case yeah i mean this is one of the reasons they started recruiting mma fighters in the first place uh is they needed that sort of you know just that safeguard like if the guard were going to come in yeah because the irish are i mean the irish fight a lot is my understanding i don't really understand the irish i have an easy an uneasy piece with them yeah Uh, i i have irish blood and that that sort of is what lets me get by without getting beat up but yeah um, i've got some it's also what's going to get me beat up at some point uh because i definitely say the wrong thing at the wrong time Shout out yeah. all, all you Irish people. I'm so sorry to have insulted you if I just did. You know, I, I think you're you're probably Irish enough to have insulting the Irish privilege. Is that a I thing? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I'm like a European mutt. As far as I can tell, the only countries that we can really trace it back to are Ireland and actually Alsace and Lorraine. Oh, um, you too? No shit. Wait, you're kidding me. You're also an Alsace and Lorrainian? What, yeah, what do I we call remember. ourselves? Yeah, uh, I think it's Alsatian or Lorrainian. I don't know which side I'm on. Fuck. Um, I, I don't either. Yeah, no, two two different provinces. I, I think they're German speaking, but maybe they're in France at this point. I, I don't know. I can't remember. They they kept going back and forth. I think my um my ancestors. I want to know fled. what's there. Yeah. Uh 
like why is it always going back and forth between france and germany like why are they fighting over this small piece of land there has uh, well, to be something there that they're not telling us yeah well well you see it goes back to it goes back to the succession of charlemagne and he had three sons he had pippin the short no not pippin the short that was his dad he had pippin <laughs> and he had uh maybe it was pippin the short i don't know year and a half in um and he had charles the german and i don't know there was some other sons they split the they split the realm three ways um because that's that that's how they did it. it they they hadn't researched the primogeniture tech yet and <laughs> and and so like they just like had this fucking middle strip running down the middle of of europe and i think going into italy it was this like central part of the holy roman empire and so like france kind of cohered into a kingdom and germany cohered into a kingdom and they just spent the next thousand years fighting over also like lorania lotharingia whatever the hell they called it back then so uh that was like world war ii but you know the the prequel that's awesome dude i i feel like one of the reasons that i love just listening to everything that you do is that i know nothing about history i'm a total philistine everything i know about european history in particular comes from the asterix and obelix comics oh hell yeah um which leaves me with some pretty large gaps <laughs> frankly <laughs> yeah, speaking yeah. uh there, there's a lot not covered by by gustini and uh uberto um you know ma- oh. masters of their craft for sure but um, yeah Man, I, I really I, just don't know um do you, it's cool yeah do you, do you want to i mean uh, th- yeah it's I, been... I i do and actually i so my brother is a um I have two brothers. Uh, my younger brother is a Latin and history major. And after I graduated from from undergrad, uh, I would never do a, a graduate degree. And, and you know my opinions on that. Uh, yeah. Both that I'm not able and I hate it. Um, <laughs> but basically, I graduated and realized, like, I just don't know fucking anything. And so my brother has been helping me do, like, sort of a self-study remedial liberal arts degree. Um, nice. Right now, I'm, I'm halfway through the, the Aeneid and oh it's cool man it's cool like uh there's so much history it's like it's almost like listening to stories about aliens i basically have no idea what these people's lives were like at all but it's cool yeah yeah so what i'm kind of split on this so so what did, did you just never happen to study it like did when you hit high school and you had like an american history course or a world history course did did it just not catch you or yeah i actually went to pretty good public high school uh to a pretty good public high school um my teachers would probably be ashamed of me i i definitely was told things uh but i just didn't learn them very much yeah um i mean what was i doing in high school i don't know uh and then i went to uh to like a pretty technical college where where basically you weren't required to learn anything other than math and i barely Mm. learned that um that's yeah, I don't know. What what do you think I should know? Like if if you were going to in 2 minutes just tell me something that I needed to know. What um, do I need to know? Jesus. Not to put you on the spot. No, no, put me on the spot. It's it's that's exactly what this is for. History is really weird. People are the same over time. Societies are incredibly mutable and the way that people behave under different societies is fucking wild and and also nevertheless almost completely the same and the best thing you can do to understand contemporary society is to learn about as many weird ass historical societies as you possibly can Hell and yeah. 
and their like rise and fall and their norms and like the mechanisms by which people continue to exist in these societies to get context for what the hell is going on today. Um, real fast, Moon. I heard your burrito. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Moon. But it's okay. Hello. We heard the burrito. Hope you're doing well. Sorry. <laughs> Nerf gun. <laughs> you apologize again. You don't need to apologize. Okay, she said. That's right. She said, did Did you hear that? Oh, I I, I heard it. Uh, she, but maybe the listeners didn't. Please. Uh, I'm pregnant. Fuck you. So that I'm I'm actually glad for that response. That's what I'm going for with the Nerf gun. Oh, are you shooting her with a Nerf gun? Yeah. So I. I mean, it's it's been kind of a meme in our relationship where where she apologizes a lot for things that she really doesn't need to apologize for. And so I thought I would try this behavioral training where I, I bought this obnoxiously large Nerf gun and I, I haven't actually followed through with it that much. But whenever she apologizes for some something for which she really shouldn't apologize, I've I've either threatened or occasionally very actually followed through on on shooting her with a Nerf gun a few times. It's. It's more the thought that counts, you know. Absolutely, as as a single man, um, I agree. Yeah. Oh, hey, let's talk about that. <laughs> so, so, so this is very interesting to me. First of all, uh, disconcerted single, and and if if you think you're brave enough to date him, he's great. And Aww, also, thank you. Like, like he's a catch. Um. I'm not How sure this is highlighting one? that, but I would agree in, in no, the abstract. I think it is. Yes. I have high enough self-esteem to agree. Um, thank you. I, I appreciate it. So, so one thing that I've been thinking about is like you've you seem more you seem to have a sort of a clear idea of what you want in a relationship, which I'm not entirely sure that I did when I was when I was younger, like you are, which I'm and I'm not trying to call you young or no, or I, anything I, like that. I mean, you sort of are, but I, I, I feel I'm literally old younger than you. That's true. <laughs> uh, that alone gives you the leeway, let alone the yeah. mental difference for, yeah, for sure. It's literally for sure. true. No, but, but I mean, you, you sort of have, it seems like maybe a clearer plan for your life, which I assume just that, than I did, which I think when I was, I think when I was as old as you were, I was like, well, I should probably go to grad school and study economics, which was a terrible idea. I, you know, it was fine. I learned a lot, but I it, think it worked out for you. I, yeah. I think that might be like a general. I don't know if you get people asking you if you regret choices in your life. Sometimes people ask me like, oh, do you, do you regret that major choice you made or whatever? And it's so hard to ever like, I can't even imagine someone saying yes, because it's like if you at all like your life right now how could you separate that out? Like, yeah, sure. Maybe going to grad school is not a good default choice. And for anyone out there who's thinking about going to grad school, fucking do not. Seriously. But it's, you know, like you, you learn stuff. It's, yeah. It's cool. You, you went to grad school. Yeah. It was, it was a good experience. Hey darling, mm-hmm. could I have a beer please? Sure. You're sweet. Um, so yeah, I don't know, but so, so how are you going about this? I mean, you it seems like you probably think about it a lot. You don't actually strike me as a sad boy, honestly. Good, honestly. Maybe that's Thank internal. You. Uh maybe. I don't know. Gab's picked up on it, but she's pretty perceptive. So, um 
Yeah, shout out metaprogramming with a zero for the O, and shout out uh, Spook, whose handle changes all the time and is private. They're actually two of the first people I met on Twitter alongside you, Eigen, and uh, Sonia, and they're just great people. Uh, yeah. For sure. I assume you're going to do some editing. Um, listeners, I don't know if you can tell, but I have ADHD, and especially once I start drinking, it's, it's pretty all over the place. Uh, I'm relying on Eigen to keep me in line. Honestly, I think it's good. I think I think the the desultory approach to this is is ideal. I mean, one one of the more I'm not going to rank these things, but the podcast with Sonia was incredibly fucking fun. She, Top ten in my book. Yeah, no, no, just just went all over, you know. And uh, I think I think there's room for like orderly podcasts, like I did with Joel, and and sort of like I did with Tao, um, which it felt to me. A lot of it was like, what do you think of this thing, Tao? And then Tao, Tao just goes. He, he has really strong ideas about stuff. And and he just goes on those topics. And I'm happy to give people a platform to do that. But I really Tao, enjoyed Tao it. Tao is a good poster. I want yeah. to say this because Tao, if you're listening to this, you'll know that I've blocked you. Uh, I blocked <laughs> Tao a while ago. And it's not because I don't like Tao. It's literally not that, that I don't like Tao. I think Tao's a good dude. Um, uh Tao is such a good poster that his strength of personality is strong enough that I just can't engage. Like it's just too much. Like Tao, you are a great dude. You have a lot to say. I appreciate you. I read your posts, even though you're blocked. I I, I click the button that says, are you sure? You know, like uh, if anything, it's a vote of confidence. Um, Okay. It's absolutely no hard feelings. I just can't incur the psychic cost when I'm scrolling Twitter (laughs) during the day. It's literally that like I've blocked thousands of people for all of you out there who who've been blocked by me, know that it's probably not out of out of any kind of hatred. It's just out of weakness. I wondered. I wondered about your blocking strategy because I've I think I've gotten more than a handful of people when I've retweeted your stuff saying, like, why did this person block me? It's like it's out and, of weakness. And, That's the yeah? answer. Just top top level like catches ninety percent of the cases. It's out of weakness. What what like what kind of weakness? Like you're just going to respond too much to what they say that or they're going to shake my worldview or uh i start to care and and i just like can't care as much as i want to yeah um i'm bad at taking care of myself i feel like i wow yeah i shout out the fact that i'm single um but (laughs) i i like people i i really do uh and i think people are inherently good and when I go on Twitter, there's so many different ways to use Twitter. I've deleted my account a million times. Um, and then the only way I've managed to make it stick is just ruthlessly blocking things that make me upset or make me think too much or, or like prevent me from having fun. And that's not to mean that I'm not sometimes serious on Twitter. I've met a bunch of people who I, who I care deeply about, you know, yourself included, but, um, you know, I think social media platforms in general, it's like, you know, in an IRC room, like, I think Twitter is like an IRC room and I think blocking is like just choosing not to respond to someone's posts basically. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think following is almost like an obligation to, to engage. Like I, I don't follow people who I'm not trying to be friends with. Uh, and, and Tao, and like, you know, for everybody who I, who I've blocked or whatever, I, I hope that doesn't, the implication is not that I don't want to be friends with you is that I like just you're too cool. Like you're, you're too good at what you do. I, I just can't keep up. Like I just can't engage on a level that that would work out. That's super interesting. Okay, actually, this that and thousands of brand accounts. 
Oh God, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and for the brand accounts out there, I fucking hate you. I wish I could pay Twitter to turn off advertising. Oh right, I'd do it too. Although honestly, I've I found that the more brand accounts I block, the weirder the ads get, and I enjoy that. Like yeah, Twitter really blocking. has a perverse incentive system there. Like I love blocking brand accounts. I get the most fucked up promoted ads. <laughs> so actually, okay, so this. I mean, this is kind of interesting and, and I don't want to be like poking too much of this one. One thing about you is that I think like you're a pretty intense person and and I wonder if it's like, um, like kind of an internal intensity, right? Like you're actually incredibly relaxed to hang out with, but I also get a sense of, of like real intensity about you. Does that, does that ring true? That rings true. Cause other people have told me that. And because my life experience is like, riding a fucking roller coaster or like a horse although i've never ridden a horse although i assume it's like something where you have to be actively engaged and you're just like oh my fucking god i'm on a horse right now what it's actually like that it's 100 that's how i feel every day just being awake when i wake up i just am like oh god damn it like this is great thank god for making me be alive and for giving me the interfaces to the world that i have but also like holy fuck like okay like here we go you know like time time to ride the horse um <laughs> it, fe- it feels very intense to me uh I, I i'm glad that you said that it doesn't you know that it's not too overwhelming in person i think uh i've gotten the feedback that i am very intense a lot so it has to be true but yeah. i don't actually understand what it means like to in- i don't understand what it's like to interact with me interesting well no i mean it's um like the things that you do aren't intense it it's, it's the almost, motion of the ocean yeah it's, it's the motion of the ocean like it it's it feels sometimes like you're restraining yourself a bit I, i'm not entirely sure about that but it's like you've got this really intensity and you're this real intensity and you're either channeling it or or you're holding it back or something i, I don't know i need to think about that a little bit and it's not a complaint i mean if if i were to make a list of people that i wanted to just like go and drink a beer with in an empty lot, which we've discussed, you would absolutely be on that list. Even if the list were a short list for what it's worth, you are also on that list. And I'm sad that we didn't do it. And then oh, I, yeah. I went and did that without you. Cause you didn't want to do it. It was really fun. And you should have said yes. Cause it was really fun. And Wait, it would have been a great I, time. Did I not know? I think, I think I you did, didn't, but right? actually I'm, I'm, I'm actually being a dick for guilting you about it because I was like, Hey man, if, if you're not feeling up to it, you don't have to, I'm hanging out with some people from company that I used to work at and it would be fun, but you don't have to. And no, you're like, I yeah, you know, my very pregnant wife is home and I don't actually want to. And no, so I think I did. I think I did. No, no, I think no, I... no, no, we, we hung out, but then you didn't hang out the next night, but it, it's oh. actually the whole thing is that I'm being the dick for trying to guilt you about it. So was there another I'm night where you stop. hung out? I'm just going to no, stop no, because no, it actually is worth it. No, this is good. Wait, I, I want to reconstruct this, and I'm I'm somewhat drunk now. But what I remember is like I'm doing you, whippets while we talk. I don't know if the the listeners can hear this. Also, shout out my dad who listens, who follows your Twitter account. Dad, if you recognize he? my voice and are listening to this and have made it 27 minutes of me being <laughs> drunk on a podcast, do I'm minute, doing do whippets and just know that it's a fun, occasional habit and not a long term debilitation. Despite the fact that therapists and most healthcare professionals will tell you that it's a very dangerous thing to do, I can Shout I can play music over this if you want. By the way, <laughs> I, no, I, no, it's okay. My dad and I actually have a. This would be fine. This would be fine. 
Okay, I've I've been on podcasts where I've discussed hallucinogen use, and um, when they were posted, I was surprised to see that there was polka music played over the entire. <laughs> Look, my my parents dealt with me being a college polyamorist, uh, and we still have a good relationship, so I'm pretty sure they can handle me doing a whip it on occasion. Okay, actually, okay, so man, we're we're just gonna keep jumping around, and I feel really good about that. Um, tell me, <laughs> me about too. that. So so like. You were a polyamorist, and it, it seems like you're very much not that now, although I don't actually know that much about your romantic life. I'd say that 95% of my ideals when it comes to dating come from Archie and Veronica comics. That's amazing. Shout out my mom for introducing me to Archie way back in the day. Um, yeah. I like the idea that you can just kind of date someone casually, and you, and you go on dates, mm-hmm. and, you, and you know, maybe you make out a little, but like you know, you're it's just casual you're dating um i think long term i'd like to date one person and eventually marry one person um in college i lived in a very alternate lifestyle dorm that eventually got shut down and there was a minute where i was convinced that dating multiple people was cool and to be fair in college that is actually a pretty solid position to have yeah um but yeah not not for me not for me. That that's basically it. I have no no grudge. I don't think it's a great societal default choice, so I'll still argue in favor of monogamy. But you know, go for it. It's fine. Like to- totally okay with me. Uh, just just not what I personally want out of a committed relationship. Yeah. No. That that about matches up with me. Did was there something? Did that... you ever? Did you ever try it? Like was that a thing? Sort of. You're so rationalist adjacent that I just sort of have to assume that you have thought about this. Yeah. Let me think about this there. I mean, you know, college, college was a long time ago, but there were, I mean, shout out to, to liminal warmth, but I you met liminal ha- in, in college. Yeah. Yeah. We were roommates for a year. No fucking way. Yeah. No, we met, we met like first month of freshman year. She, she spent a lot of time kicking my ass at soul caliber. It was, oh, and it was yeah. great. You know, it was like yeah. one of those, it was one of those friendships where it was like you meet and it's like, all right, we get each other. We're going to be friends like, like immediately and, and intensely. I love that. The The fact that that exists is one of the few things. And, and I mean this entirely seriously. One of the few things that convinces me that God is real. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, it does, it does feel like a kind of divinity, right? Or, or something that's almost faded. It's just like, so good. It's just so yeah. good. It has no cost. It's just one of those things where it's like this can't be incentivized for this. This is just a good thing. Yeah, this is a gift. It, yeah, it. I mean, like it, it does feel ordained, right? Like you meet someone, it's like, oh, we're going to be in love, or or we're going to be friends. I mean, relationships all have always been that way for me. Um, is, okay, actually, that's that's a very interesting statement. Is that how you felt about Moon? Yeah, not to like I, stir the shit with a gigantic spoon, but no, no, it's good. I've got a gigantic uh, spoon over here, and I see this giant vat of shit. So, yeah, no, very bold question. No, I I felt really good in her case. It was it was a bit interesting because she wasn't when I met her. She was getting out of another relationship, and so I was kind of tentative about it, and and it wasn't completely. Like, I didn't know that she was getting out of the relationship at that point. And so, I, I mean, I myself kind of held back. But otherwise, yeah. 
but but I mean, like I've I've had a number of pretty intense relationships where it's been like, oh, this is the first date. All right, this is going to be a thing. And I, I I guess I've even with even with lighter stuff, it's always been pretty clear when someone's been attracted to me and I've been attracted to them, and it, it just clicks into place. It's not happening. Shout out for all the autism spectrum disorder people and ADHD havers, and just generally dudes who don't recognize when people are into them. I see you. Yeah. Do you, do you think you. it's more a problem with guys? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. I mean, I like, okay. Uh, as someone who has a lot of friends who are like, actually most of my friends are women. Um, cause I'm just, I don't know. That probably says something about me that I don't want to talk to a therapist about. Uh, I think no, that too, men actually. have more of a problem with that. Um, yeah. I don't, I, I literally just based on sample sampling, my experience, not, not from like, a you know, well back on the Savannah men thought this way kind of thing. Uh, just, just based on people I've talked to. Interesting. I mean, I, I guess I know a lot of women who can't tell when men are attracted to them. Yeah. I, I like you know a lot of autistic women, but yeah, they're, it's probably autism. They're great. So, yeah. By the way, uh, my, uh, how do you feel about me using the word autistic? Like I, I'm not trying to commit slurs and I also generally just hate the idea that I'm offending someone. I'm I not trying to offend anybody. I, I like to be edgy, but I'm not actually trying to hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah, no, I, I don't think you are. I, I think the way that you're using autistic is not, not like in a negative sense at all or no, 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 definitely not. Definitely not. Although I will use that occasionally just as like, you know, when I'm insulting a 10 year old on call of duty, <laughs> do you do you do that? I that, I play Call a, of Duty every day. That's that's amazing. I've I, okay. So I actually can't play first person shooters. I I tried playing Halo the other day with Moon and her brother, and I I got I like I played for about ten minutes, and then I realized that I was violently ill, and I had to just lie in a dark room for half an hour and and just shut out all perception or, or I was going to be sick everywhere. Oh my God. Yeah. It's bad. It's uh, some kind of motion. I'm glad thing. you made it through. Yeah. No, I, I survived. It was, it was a trial. It was let's, l- let's pop the stack a few times here. Cause I was actually pretty interested in what we were talking about. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, I just, let's jump. This is actually going to sound like a, like a total non sequitur, but it actually was a sequitur. We've just had so many non sequiturs since. Yeah. I met you at the same time, around the same time that you were meeting Moon and that you you were dating. Yes. Um, And you felt that it was right with her. That's so great. Like, thank God. You know, um, listeners, I've interacted with Moon and Eigen in person. They are as great as they seem. They are even better. And you should ship them even harder. (laughs) And I'm so happy for you two. It is incredible. Like I, I really am. You guys really are great. And I don't know if, if she can hear me speaking. Probably not because you almost certainly have me in your headphones, not your speakers. I've got but phones on. Sh- yeah. Shout out Moon. Sh- yeah. Shout out Moon for being great. Shout out you two for being great. I'm so happy that that worked out for you guys. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, like you know, it was coming off of a divorce, and like you know that that's always a bummer. Need to be coming off of a divorce. Yeah, <laughs> I hate it when I get divorced. <laughs> Top ten worst oh. things. Yeah, well, actually, maybe not worst, but you know, just a to use your word, intense, an intense situation to be coming out yeah. of divorce. 
No, it definitely sucks. It's it's one of those life situations where you're going through and it's like, oh man, this is going to be one of the parts of my life that that just sucks. It's bad. And I wouldn't wish it on anybody. And I mean, like, you know, fortunately in my case, uh, I, I would say that the, like the four months before I met moon were some of the worst months in my life and not, not like absolutely other than the fact you met me, but yeah, yeah, no, that was good. So like, that was good. Meeting moon was great. And a bright star in a dark sea. Yeah, I got my job around that time too, so that that was a pretty bright oh shit. Star. Okay, so actually, you may have met Moon before you met me. Yeah, um, yeah, but also, I mean, at the same time, um, you know, like immediately before all these very good things happened, and I'm I'm gonna count meeting you as one of them. Um, a series of incredibly bad things happened, and it was like, oh, geez, this is bad. It, it wasn't as bad as the time that, like, I you know, I was being prosecuted for something I didn't do, which I think overall was probably worse. But I can't. Okay, I don't know how much you want to talk about that on the podcast, and I'm just going to sidebar this real quick. That is the worst thing that can ever happen to anybody that I know, and I'm so sad that it happened to you, and I'm so happy that it worked out for you. And what the fuck? That's just so fucked. Like, uh, I don't. I yeah, you can edit this out. I know you have full edit powers, and that you also are very loath to edit, so you may not. But yeah, no, I I I think I don't want to talk about it too much more. But like cool, overall, cool. I, I, I would say I won't, I won't push. No, no, but like listeners, overall, if I had a recommendation for for how you live your life, I would say do things that limit your criminal liability. <laughs> I can second that recommendation for sure. Including, be very careful around, about how much time you spend around people who are like transparently crazy and and like criminally crazy, like people you could imagine stabbing you in your sleep. Not that that happened to me, but like. Anyway, yeah, you wouldn't be prosecuted for that, but probably. So well, um, you know, maybe in California, but yeah. <laughs> oh, dark. Yeah, <laughs> um, man, fucking God, California. Can you imagine? Oh, how's um? Are are you okay with revealing your? Yeah, your yeah, you can reveal where I live. Yeah, and okay. every honestly, everything about me, but my name, because my opsec is so poor that if someone wanted to not <laughs> me, they could, and I would really have nothing to complain about. Yeah. How's- also, I have nothing to hide. Like, I just—it's just an experiment. So, I may yeah. ask you later to 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 do something different. But for now, go go for it. Cool. How's how is New York lately? I mean, I know probably a lot of people left the city. At least, I, I mean, there's a huge number of people who left the city, right? Yeah, I'd say it is cool. It is still New York City. If you walk down the street, there are still a million different people who are not the same as you. And that yeah. is what that's one of the high level bits that make it so great. Um, I went to the Met today, actually, and that was really fun. Oh, cool! And like Cormet or um, yeah, yeah, Blisters. Uh, Tem- Temple of Dendur, all all that. Um, yeah, but it is different. I don't know. I I lived here in the summers when I was in uh when it, when I was in college, so sometime in the 2010s, and I lived in like Bushwick and I fucking partied all the time and I went out and I met a million people and it was the fucking best place on earth to be a young single guy. And right now I just sit in my pod and I don't eat the bugs because I have an actual (laughs) pretty good upstate meat supplier, but I sit in the pod and I really don't go out very much. And I'm considering 
moving to Philadelphia, and I in fact have put in notice on my on my apartment. I'm going to break my lease early to do that uh, because my family is back there, and and because it I can have the cost of my rent, which is considerable. Nice. Okay. Um, give it is me... a good place. Don't. Yeah. Don't. I'm not. I'm not leaving in anger. I'd love to return. Like uh, it's just for a variety of personal reasons that I'm leaving temporarily. Yeah, we should talk about the apartment. I'm going to take a 30 second break and use yeah, the restroom because I've been drinking. Let's just chill. Yeah, that's. Yeah. So I feel really good about this episode. Um, in in the following, I mean, dude. So it, it's an episode in that you and I are just hanging out together and getting fucked up. It's fun. I like thinking about the fact there's an audience here, but I also just really like hanging out with you. So this is great. Like, yeah. So no, and- so happy that that you responded positively to my emailing you. Like, please have me on the podcast. No, I mean, okay. First of all, anytime. Second of all, I don't know. I, I mean, this podcast is called Robot Friends. Because it seems definitely heavy on the friend side. Yeah, no. And that's, and I think that's really good. Like all of us go on, on Twitter and interact all the time. And I think there's real value in like hearing other people behind these cartoon avatars and oh, getting yeah, a sense dude. of what their lives are. And, and like sort of, I mean, demystifying isn't the right word, but, but something like that, you know? And I, um, you know, if other people did stuff like this, where it was just like them chatting for a while, it's great. Like, um, I know Acid Chill has a podcast that he, he just started with some pals, you know, and shout also, out Vecna Goon Squad. I listen yeah. to it. You should subscribe. I've also blocked Acid Chill for the same reasons discussed earlier <laughs> in this podcast, but shout out. Yeah. Or like, uh, Becoming Critter. Have you blocked Becoming Critter? I don't, uh, do you mind if I check? <laughs> yeah, go for it. It's likely. No, we follow each other. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yo, it's either that, right? Like, if I block someone, it's either I block them or we are mutuals. Uh, and shout out becoming critter. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, no, I mean, like, you know, he's got a podcast. That makes me happy. Actually, I'm super happy that we follow each other. That's great. Yeah, no, he's great. And uh, we we had a podcast recording maybe a week ago. I think either he's traveling or the the sound got fucked up. I'm not sure about that. But, uh, um, yeah, and it, I don't know, it makes me really happy that people are just talking to each other and, and getting connected with each other and, and getting to know each other. And it, it feels very human in some ways, which is a strange thing for a robot to say. But I'd say you're one of the most human robots I know. Uh, and in fact, I know humans who are more robotic than you, for sure. Yeah, well, that's true. Oh, man. So anyway, um, man, so, okay, so you're thinking about moving down to New York. How? 
<laughs> okay, so <laughs> I should explain was... why I'm in New York, which is that I moved here to find a wife and then moved to Philly and retire. But dating in COVID sucks. I actually went on a date today for the first time since like August, and it was pretty pleasant. Yeah, yeah. it was actually really nice. Uh, not good enough to make that. you stay in New York. Mm, maybe. I mean, it's like a really short car ride away, and I just work all the time during the week anyway. So it really, I, I just don't see oh, moving yeah. to Philly as like actually much different than living in Brooklyn. But I guess it is pretty close, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the um, Eric Andre sketch with uh, God, what's his name? There's someone who makes a joke about moving to Philly and eating hummus and starting a noise band and it just being Brooklyn, and he's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's real. I, uh, I, I guess, I guess there's that thing in New York. I remember the last time I went there, I met up, I met up with a bunch of people and I, our hotel was in Manhattan and I think it was at maybe like 70th or something like that. I, I don't know. It was kind of, oh, no way, really? yeah. And I was like, Hey guys, want to hang out? And they're like, yeah, sure. Okay, cool. I found these restaurants near our hotel. And like, yeah. You're you're above like 45th. Fuck that. Yeah, I mean it's like it was literally an hour for me get to get to the Met today. Like an hour, yeah. like a solid hour on the subway. And if I drive the way I like to drive, it's an hour and 28 minutes to get to my parents' house in Philadelphia. Like in the suburbs of Philly. Like it's a it's a straight hour to Philly if I want to be there. That's absurd. Yeah. Oh. Shout out I95. That's the speed limit. No cops. <laughs> Thank you, COVID. Nice. Wait, is that yeah. true? I drive like I should be arrested and I haven't been arrested. So, yeah. Fair. Yeah. Oh, man. I wish so, I had a Tesla so bad, dude. Have you ever driven a Tesla? Yeah. I, uh, my, one of my, I don't know if friend is the right word. He, yeah, oh, man, he's got, very he's got, interested in that statement, but listening um, actively (laughs) okay so here's a guy who i i think was i think it's fair to say we were friends in college he so i went to school in minnesota and he was a guy who's i mean like he's a really sharp guy he was always really driven and he I don't think he's ever going to listen to this podcast. He seemed like he didn't have a soul and he was trying really hard to find it, but I'm not I sure. I know people was, like that. I'm not They're sure. They're not necessarily was, bad people, but no. I know, like, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was friends with Lim and I, and when, when Lim was transitioning, he was a dick about it and they were really close. Oh, I hate that. And yeah. And like, I mean, like he had, okay. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, he had a band for a while. He's incredibly skilled on drums. Like, technically, he's fantastic. But also his taste in music, like, the music he made was, like, just completely empty in in a way that's very rare for, I mean, like, you know, you hear music and, like, even if it's shitty, you can tell if the person making it, like, has kind of a good spirit behind it. And this was just, like, it, I, I mean, it was, like, it, yeah, it was just a void. And, um... Dude, that's actually anytime I create something, that is the biggest fear that I have is that that's <laughs> someone's impression of what I've created. Okay, uh, I, I would not worry about it in your case. No, no, no. Uh, I just that's brutal, dude, and that that's tough. That's tough. 
Yeah. So, and, and, uh, I, I, I think he's like a VP at Amazon or something now, but yeah, that's a, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That, <laughs> that um, was just a very honest reaction to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, um, so what the hell? Oh, right. So he, he was an interesting guy. He, he bought a, he was, he's indirectly the reason I'm in Seattle. Like he got a job out here and then he got some other people from Mercado. He got a job at Amazon and then he started like recruiting other people for Amazon. And so my entire, my entire cohort of people who are even remotely business inclined got jobs at Amazon. Oh, that's actually kind of sick. I like that. I like the idea that like you get a good thing going and you bring your boys along. Yeah, no, I mean like he, I mean like I'm really mad at him about the way that he, he treated Lim and probably will continue to be so for until the end of time. And also, I mean like, that's hard to forgive. That's pretty fucked up. That's, that's choosing an abstraction over a reality. And I don't like that. Fucking right. And then also, I mean, he, he dated a really cool girl out here for, for a while and then broke up with her for reasons that aren't entirely clear to us. But anyway, we're, we're all better friends with her now than, than we are with him. I hope she's okay. I hope she's not dating him. They'll move to London or something. Um, Why are dudes so whack so often? Yeah. Right. Like I, speaking of someone who loves dudes, I also run the like dudes rock, all dudes rock Twitter account. Follow that. There's dudes rocking everywhere every day. Yeah. But dudes are whack. Yeah. And it, it like very, I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. Like she's fantastic. She's incredibly conventionally attractive. She's very smart. And she was totally That's my favorite kind of attractive. Right. And, and she's yeah. totally into him, you know, like she was just like to, to an unreasonable extent. She was, I mean, like he is an attractive guy, but she was way more attractive than he was. And like, why would you do that? Why would you okay, be I, like I, Actually, I wouldn't say that that's whack because you know what? You can't always choose. Sometimes you meet someone yeah. and it is the gift from God and you're like, this is great. I'm super excited about this. Yeah. And sometimes it's just not, you know, like sometimes you meet people on paper, it all works. You even like them a lot and it's just not going to work out as a relationship. Not yeah. even because either of you are shitty or because something shitty happens when you're together. Just because sometimes it doesn't work out and you're just not into it. True story. I mean, like, you know, story, story, my first, uh, of my, I wish that weren't the case, dude. Right? No, I know. I mean, like my breakup with my, with my fiance, who was before my ex-wife was, I mean, it was terrible, right? Like we were both really into each other, but they, there were just some things where like, this is just not going to work. And we, we ended up, I mean, like, I think we had one year that was, was just absolute magic. And then we had one year where it was kind of tense. And then about that's great that you got a good year. Yeah, no, it was, it was really important to me and, and I learned a lot and I grew as a person and, and I think like just the, just the entire texture of my life became more subtle and richer. And I mean, you know, I became a much better person, but then, you know, like, you know, we, we push rock. Yeah, no. And, but, but then it was like, all right, well, this this is clearly not going to work out for a variety of reasons. And that was miserable, but, um, I, I'm sorry to hear that dude. Like, um, followers again, 
I love the fact, again, that we have people who I can address as followers and as listeners and just like, again, this third party to this conversation because this is almost exactly how every conversation between me and Eigen goes and it's really fun. Yeah. Every single time. I'm also usually about this fucked up. Yeah. I'm starting to get there, so, you know, please edit judiciously. But I'm not going to edit this at all. Eigen is a good fucking dude. Oh, Just dude. do that. Eigen is a good fucking dude. Even if you don't think I'm a good fucking dude because I've blocked you because I'm a, a weak boy or whatever, uh, Eigen is a good dude. And dude. you probably already knew that because you're listening to this podcast that he's created and it's some ungodly number of minutes into it. By the way, no, do, we, do we have like an end date? Because I am down to fucking ramble and chill, but I'm conscious of your time and the fact that you have other people in your life. Let's fucking go, man. I, I, I mean, like... I there mean that no, earnestly. There are no limits. We could okay. we could do this forever. And like, <laughs> okay. you know, I, I, I want to. But, but, but seriously, it's it. Let, let's just commit to it now. At okay. any point, if either of us is like, "Hey, five minute warning," that's the five minute warning. We're out. Cool. Okay. No hard feelings. Totally, totally okay. Okay, so we're at we're at fifty two and a half minutes, and let's say like, if we had having hour, a very pleasant Saturday. Basically, that's where I'm at. So I might even smoke a cigarette if you don't mind. I've got you no. in the wireless headphones because it's smoke, fucking man. 2021. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we were talking about something important, but I forget what it was. So let me just say this. Uh, shout out all of humanity for creating the interfaces to the world that we currently have. This shit oh, fuck, bangs. Right? This yeah. shit bangs. <laughs> <laughs> this is nuts. Like, I use computers. I have wireless headphones. I have a fucking whipped cream charger and cigarettes on demand, beers, champagne. Did you Incredible. say whipped cream charger? What the fuck is a whipped cream charger? <laughs> oh, okay. Did you Do you know what I meant when I said that I'm doing whippets? Oh, a whippet. Oh, I thought you said whipped cream. No, no, okay, no. Uh, do you know what a whippet is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, nice so, so a whipped cream charger is the thing that you do a whippet out of. Mm. Because technically what they're for is for making whipped cream <laughs> and other whips no of delicate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, I have to show them because they sponsor me. Uh, shout out Ultra Pure Whip uh, on creamright.com, R-I-T-E. If you order a 300-pack and a t-shirt, it's free shipping. Uh, they're great. That's the high-quality one to do. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> drug drug shilling. Are, th- are those illegal? I, it's not going to make a difference. Oh, uh, no, they're not illegal except for doing what I'm doing with them. And shout out Poppies, the flower, for being the gi- biggest info hazard ever. <laughs> do, you, do you know the info hazard? I actually don't want to spring it on your listeners without no, their consent because no, no. it's a huge info hazard okay no here's the thing it's one of the few legally viable info hazards that i know of no 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 this is good i i've been meaning to ask people and i keep forgetting since since the podcast with sonia but i mean i am billing this as the podcast that actively harms its listeners okay so, all right if you want to drop are you cool hazard, if, I, if i bring it out yeah do it okay if you grow poppies that's fine if you grow poppies with the knowledge that they can be turned into opium that's illegal all poppies can be turned into opium, and there is no difference between an opium poppy and a regular poppy. There you go. You're now That's in jail a- if you grow poppies and Fuck. someone wants to prosecute you. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Sorry, everybody. That's, That's literally the biggest info hazard I've ever learned of. That's amazing. I Interesting. Isn't that I- crazy? It's literally if you are growing poppies and you know that you can turn poppies into opium and you intend to do it, illegal. Otherwise, totally fine. Same seed, same plant. Shit. Yeah. That's a, wait, so can you, 
can you buy a huge quantity of poppy seed muffins? Yes, you can. Can, can you just buy poppy seeds? Because it seems yeah. like that's the, the core yeah, of it, can. right? Yeah, you is can. It extracted uh, and from then the all seed? you have to do is dry out the pods. You can make a tea with them. Be very careful if you do this. It's easy to overdose. Um, please actually don't do opiates. I was yeah. prescribed opiates once, and it was... Uh, actually, I had a really fun time, but I lucked out. <laughs> I I took a um, I took some opiate once uh, when I when I had an ingrown toenail, and I was trying to remove it. And I mean, GMI. I know it was bad. It was really bad. I I really wanted to sleep, and I had this incredible pain in my foot. I saw a podiatrist later and, and learned how to cut my toenails, but um, like it was terrible. Actually, it just made me really tense and really angry at things. And I, I think that was good because I'm. It makes it less likely that I'll become addicted to opiates. Opiates made you tense and angry. Yeah, I, I don't know what Are it was. Are you for real? Yeah, no, for real. It. I and I think I've had that's um, wild. Like Vicodin, and that was actually really pleasant. But I took a something that was higher octane, and and I just got really mad. So I don't know. Maybe there was some kind of an interaction with not sleeping. But um, not sleeping will fuck you up. I I think before this podcast, you mentioned that you hadn't slept well. Uh, I have not slept well in like a week, and I feel very tenuously connected to reality. Oh, I feel that it's is in a good way or a bad way uh in a way (laughs) i fuck dude i don't know Uh, in a way probably in a bad way but like not in a you know like i like my life yeah is so are you not sleeping well because you're too busy or because of work like stressing you out or what's up you know i play call of duty three hours a day uh so it's hard to say that like i'm too busy to sleep yeah because i'm not um yeah but i have a hard time dealing with lots of different things, even if they're yeah. small and accomplishable. And I've had a lot of different things to do recently. And that has been stressing me out in a way that I just haven't responded well to. I think with all the snow here in New York, I haven't been working out. Um, oh, yeah, no, I feel that. And it's just like, you know, it, if I were going to talk to my psychiatrist who prescribes me medicine, like, which I will on Tuesday, she's going to be like, how's it going? And I'm going to be like, it's actually going fine. Everything is manageable. The current problem is that I'm not doing the things that I know I do that make me feel good. And so yeah. I'm instead feeling bad. And she'll be like, wow, you should do the things that make you feel good. And I'll be like, yes, that's a great idea. That's exactly <laughs> right. I should do those things. And there's literally no reason I can't. Uh, and eventually I will do them again. But uh, right now I am not doing them. And so I don't. I just don't feel great. Like I still feel good. I I like my life. Thank God, dude. Thank God for life. Yeah. Imagine just not being alive. I oh that's interesting. I need to think about that. I my you know my initial reaction to that prompt is like, oh no, who's gonna who's gonna like be there for Moon? You know who's gonna be there for my kid? Uh, fuck. Sorry, I didn't mean to make it take it to such a heavy place. Yeah. No, no, no. no. It's like like never having lived, not like dying suddenly. Just like okay, yeah. God, what a well, what a gift it is that we experience all this. Yeah, no, it's really good. I mean, I I don't know. I'm in a really good place right now. Um, I, I love mean, that I'm, for you. I I, I strictly <laughs> speaking, just the d- most passive aggressive phrase, but I meant that earnestly. Yeah, no, no, I I took it as such. I mean, I so you know, I, I get, I I'm in a really good fucking spot. Like, I'm I'm gonna keep working. Oh yeah. By you. the way, everybody, Eigen's life fucking slaps. <laughs> it's really good. Eigen's got good stuff going on. Yeah, you definitely I, do, dude. You and I don't. Do. I don't say this reflects on anybody at all. I and also like if you want a referral, 
you should contact me somehow. Or me. I can yeah. help you make money. Yeah, for real. Like I either of us can. But you're better yeah. at it. But you know, both Am of us I? Can. I I'm not sure that's Yeah, true. you are. You are. That's why I refer people to you when they ask me how to make money and I don't know. <laughs> but no Which happens like, frequently. Yeah. No, it's I mean like I want I I I am deeply invested in helping lift people up and especially if you work in tech which is the thing where it's easiest but like hit me up i'm not only eager to refer you to work at my company but like also incentivized so it's it's not actually there's no risk to me and i could end up being paid thousands of dollars to do it so so please hit me up um but like, yeah, it's it's great. I I had a bunch. It's of my pizza. money, and I want it now. Call <laughs> JG Wentworth. <laughs> hey, did you ever hear those ads, or is that like a tri-state area thing? It might be tri-state. I don't. I'm not familiar Are with it. Are you looking for a structured settlement? <laughs> um, oh, just geez. classic, classic high school bus ads. Um, oh, mother. JG Wentworth is the guy. If you deserve money and you want it now. Got. Oh man, I'm I'm actually really fuck. Okay, here's one thing that I'm mad about. It's it's something that I just discovered, and okay. and I'm I'm pissed, and I I don't think this is searchable, but basically, um, a, like more than a year ago, Moon Moon was renting a car and sideswiped some guy at like 15 miles an hour on a rainy day in downtown Seattle when we were trying to navigate. It like totally As you under- do. As you do, As that's you do. a normal like, thing. That's yeah. that's part of driving. Yeah, it is. And like she's she's a good driver. You know this 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 isn't me complaining about that. Um, and like we we got out of the car, and like the the guy that we had sideswiped was fine. He was totally fucking fine. We were all like having a nice chat, and right. So he was like, you know, you sideswiped me, but let's just go from here, you know, like yeah. given that that's the situation, let's be reasonable people. Yeah. And it was like, nice. everybody's, everybody's really chill about it. And, you know, we submitted like, you know, we traded information, we submitted it to our insurance companies and like, it was I fine. love how the system works. Yeah, no, well, so far. So, so like, you know, all of the damage to the cars was covered. And then we recently found out like, he had hired a personal injury attorney, which let oh. me let me, uh. fucking, let me fucking tell you a personal injury. Oh fuck! Uh, that's so, it. In in the top ten moves that can escalate a situation, that is one of them for sure. Oh my god! Like yeah, it turns out. What the fuck? Really? Yeah, really. So I mean, like this is our our policy is much more um, like comprehensive at this point. But yeah, personal so, or legal? Uh, well, our, slash our, insurance. Yeah, our our insurance policies are like pretty comprehensive. I would describe I mean, your personal policies as very comprehensive as well. But yeah, um, um, but yeah. So like at this point, like basically they like this guy, this son of a bitch, claims that he's been to a chiropractor like eighty times. Like, no fucking way no fucking way yeah, who no, has the real. time who has the time to who go to a chiropractor the time? Yeah. there's no way what, what's he going every third day i know like, i know nah nah, so, nah I, fuck like, out of here if incredible. i went to a judge and i told a judge that i i'd gone to a chiropractor 80 times in like less than a 10 year span i would hope that the judge just laughed at me 
I know. Well, so, and like, so it's not really clear what's driving this, like whether it's the attorney or whether it's the guy just being like aggressive at the idea of, of getting a lot of cash, but like it, 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 it's, it's surreal. I, I mean, shout out to our insurance company. Uh, shout out insurers everywhere. Thank you for yeah. assuming the risk. Yeah, no, thanks for assuming the risk. Thanks for like, they're, they're actually being really good about it. Like the, the guy who's managing the case is like, I mean, like he's the one who's passing. Oh, on you the- have a fucking case manager, dude. You are in the you are in the shit. I'm so sorry. Yeah. That's awful. Well, you no, know, he's he's good. He's fucking good. He's like, yeah. So they're asking for like sixty five thousand dollars. They're gonna get a lot less. Than okay. That. Yeah. I know, fuck right? That. Fuck that. Yo, fuck <laughs> that. Fuck those people. I hate unreasonable people. That's ridiculous. Like, it's fucking absurd. You know how, okay, I'll also throw out there, this is a personal philosophy of mine that I don't know if it's actually true, but it has worked every time so far. If you offer people cash in hand, they will just abide. <laughs> they'll, they'll fucking abide by almost anything. Like, I was uh, I was walking around the city with um, Cowboy Mode. Shout out Cowboy Mode. Uh, yeah, I should. And, follow, I don't know who they are. I'm, I'm gonna follow them. Oh, like, they're right they're now. they're great. Uh, I'll I'll link you them later. Uh, he's a really good dude. Um, and we really needed to go to the bathroom, and there was nowhere to go to the bathroom. And there was a restaurant that had like a. We were just walking around New York, and there was a restaurant. And it had a sign in its window, which was like, "You can't use the bathroom." And I walked in. And I said, "I'll give you ten dollars if me and my two friends can use the bathroom right now." And the goot I was like, "Yep." Absolutely nice. no problem with that whatsoever. Yeah, it's surprising. And I read an article a while ago that inspired me to start on this train, which was like, I tried getting night of tables at the fanciest, most booked out restaurants in the world in New York. Uh, and all it took was $50 on average. Nice. Yeah. It, so like life hack. Yeah. <laughs> life hack, just pay people money and they'll do things for you. Yeah. I. You know, I actually, that's interesting. Sorry, I, I, I'm totally interrupted your story so you've got this case manager i'm sorry bro and, and I, I, i'm definitely in the in the pocket at this man point. Stop, man you want to be shot with a nerf gun stop apologizing okay 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 um no so like yeah okay just follow cowboy mode uh so yeah i don't know it's um it's fucked up so i mean like we're fine i mean if we if if we had to pay it out of pocket like i could do that but also shout out to Geico for, for being like, yeah, no, they're, they're getting way under the, the insured amount. Like, hell yeah. Hell about yeah. It. Yeah. Let's but, go. But also, like, I, I feel betrayed because one, there is clearly no physical damage done to this person. I mean, like, let's be fucking real. That, you like, swiped his car at 15 miles an hour. 15 he, miles an hour. Yeah, you know? No. And he was parked, right? No, no. He was I moving assume. too. Like, so we're moving at the same speed. And, and it was just like, where, this, where like, in Seattle was this? Oh, uh, this is downtown. I'm like, uh, I, I, I want to maintain some plausible. Oh yeah. 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 Sorry. Sorry. But, sorry. but yeah, it's downtown Seattle. It was in the middle of a rainstorm. So it was like, okay, this happens in cities. It, it happens in cities. This is the thing that happens. And like, it's, it's just, it's insane. You know, like maybe, maybe you get kind of like jerked around a little bit, but like, you're not going to suffer long-term damage from something like this. And I mean, like, you know, just like, it's fine. So, um, so anyway, so I, I think either the personal injury attorney is like egging this person on or, well, they're incentivized to for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. Or, or they're insane, but like the personal injury attorney should also know that like, realistically, if they push you hard, like the insurance company is just going to hire an attorney and fight it in court, which right. is risky. But 
I, I guess I feel betrayed in the sense that like, it seems like we were fine with this guy and we're like, we got out of the car. We were really compliant and like, Hey, this is definitely our bad. And we're really sorry about this. And, um, like, you know, insurance is going to cover this. It's cool. And then they defected and they went for the money, you know? God damn it. You know what? I, I, I was a, I tweeted about this recently. I was a captain of a sports team in high school. Nice. And yeah, I think too. that this is actually something that I don't talk about a lot because most of the people we hang out with didn't do sports, but I, uh, it's really shaped my worldview. And my worldview is, is largely like there are chances, like the, the beauty of the world is that it's extraordinarily positive. Some like there, there are just so many opportunities where people can like on both sides, win honor like you, yeah. you can just do honor like like it can just work out and you both are really happy and it sounds like this this dude fucking defected and and ruined that chance yeah and like i mean like in a sense i get it you know like okay so maybe you know maybe he hears like yeah 60 like you know 60 whatever thousand dollars like that's amazing and i'm sympathetic to that to an extent i, I am too i mean like you and i have won the lottery of life yeah and maybe sixty thousand dollars is know. a very large number of dollars but i don't know I'd, I'd like to think that like if i had the opportunity to screw like say jeff bezos you know i'd like to think that i wouldn't do that i don't yeah. know which wouldn't you i don't well okay so like i if I, I might screw jeff bezos yeah because, because uh, okay, but, but Jeff Bezos is a limit case where Jeff Bezos is an entity. Jeff Bezos isn't a person. You are never interacting with just Jeff Bezos as a person. You are not Jeff Bezos's boy. You're yeah. not. You're not. You're not. You're not interacting with Jeff Bezos the person. You are. Okay, you are but, interacting with Jeff Bezos the machine. Okay. What and, if? And, and so if I were interacting with Jeff Bezos the machine, and there was a chance that I could inter, you know, interact in a way that that gives me benefit, I would do that because Jeff Bezos isn't a person. Okay, but like, what if what if Jeff Bezos crashed his Tesla into you, and was like, "Oh shit, dude, I'm really sorry about this." And assume day of day of your first thought, like literally, here's what I would do: I would go, "Holy shit, you're Jeff Bezos," (laughs) (laughs) and he'd be like, "He'd be like, yes, I am. I'm I'm highly inconvenienced. I have to go talk to my alive girl," and I'd be like, "Uh." Can I get a selfie? And he'd be like, "Yes," and 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 we take the selfie, and I'd be like, "Clout." (laughs) <laughs> you know like like hell yeah and then i would absolutely just do if some if some shisty lawyer came up and was like hey buddy you want to make sixty five thousand dollars i'd be like yeah fuck yeah i don't give a shit about Jeff Bezos. <laughs> like uh absolutely no concern at all like this guy he's untouchable you know like yeah I, not not to dox you but i you're not jeff bezos and, uh yeah so it, it becomes much more insulting to, to defect in a situation where I was interacting with you and, and Moon, um, even if I didn't know you. Yeah, and I'm I'm definitely not Jeff Bezos compared to this guy. Uh, just just to be clear. Okay, yeah, that that's fair. I don't know. I mean, so I were you in Boy Scouts? No, but I, I kind of regret you, not being in Boy Scouts. Yeah, man, Boy Scouts, Boy Scouts, at least in the like '90s and aughts, was really good. It was probably one of the better things I did with my life. And I don't know. I, I mean, like, 
if I had kids, I would I would consider engaging them in, in Boy Scouts still, even with the bankruptcy, even with the, the trauma. Like, uh, I would still consider it because there's real skills that come out of it. Yeah. I mean, I'm just like, I mean, there's skills. I, I think there's a lot of value for me in particular having having just this like space of dudes, you know, like not, not you, as. Yeah. They took this to court at Harvard. And there's not actually you're not legally allowed. I'm sorry, bro. You can't have a space for dudes. Did they really mother? They actually didn't take it to court. I mean, it was like an internal college decision, but you literally can't have a space for dudes. Sorry, man. At least if you're at Harvard, if you're at MIT, you're allowed to have a space for dudes. If you're at Princeton, if you're at Yale, if you're at many other private institutions in the world, you're allowed to have a space for dudes. But at Harvard, you're not allowed to have a space for dudes. Man, Harvard, I... You just know, like okay. you tweeted, billionaires are the most oppressed class. Dudes are actually extremely oppressed. You know, I kind of believe that. I don't know. I mean, like, I do and I You're don't. You're a dude. I'm a dude. You know that's true. It's also not true. Like, dudes are not oppressed. In, yeah. In that if someone were listening to this with a social justice bent and were like, hey, that's a pretty whack claim that there's certain certain ways in which dudes are not allowed to get ahead that there, there's other classes that are allowed to that that dudes are not allowed to. Like, yeah, that's not true. But I, uh, it is hard to be dudes sometimes. Yeah, I think. I mean, like, it's just complicated. It's hard sometimes, you know, you know what I think? Like, I th- let it all I, out. Let it all out. Yeah. My, what, what do you think? Yeah, my suspicion is that there's this like, uh, there's kind of, and I'm I'm drunk. And this isn't going to be real precise. God bless. Yeah, I know. Right. Like, I think there's this like thing about, you know, the, the seeing like a state thing and states have a really fucking hard time with classes of things being different from other classes of things in a qualitative way. Like, and states have a hard time with that because people have a hard time with that. Yeah. People. Well, it's all people. Hmm. I think states are different than people. I think they're like qualitatively different and operate independently of their human substrates. Can I say it? Can I say the word? Yeah, do it. Egregore. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, no, I, you know, that's how you know we're a post-rational podcast. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. Totally agreed. I mean, like the the whole like, I don't know. It, I mean, just like having to come up with two separate sets of rules for different types of humans, for example, is just just feels like anathema to to the way that state aggregators operate. And I mean, it's inconvenient, you know. It's like a fucking speed bump. Like it is really hard to legislate it. I actually literally could not. I I don't know what framework I could hold where you could do that. Yeah, and like because I mean, like you know, there are a lot of edge cases where you know, like just just imagine the median woman or the median man and. Then, like you know, there are women who want to operate pretty far Honestly, outside of that. Honestly, throw out the median. Like, take the extreme man and an extreme woman. And yeah, exactly. Right? It this way, because your point is still true. I know whatever you're going to say is still going to be true. Yeah. So, so, so it's like you know, it's just really hard to like pass some kind of set of laws that encapsulates all of these different ways of being. And I don't know. I, I it just seems like there there are like really large differences in these classes and the way that people choose to operate around them. And at the same time, like trying to come up with some some set of laws that covers everything is just really fucking hard. So, and and yes, even sir. just yes, even, it absolutely is. And even just with humans, like 
you know, it's like, imagine this vast distribution of something that you imagine as being like feminine and, and trying to get it. So, I mean, just like fucking training a classifier over human beings that, that correctly classifies like feminine versus masculine, like you're going to fuck it up. And if, if you ignore things, no, no, but, but, but the beauty of it is that even it, like, even if you train an SVM or you train some fucked up deep box, like deep black box neural net that is perfect recall, perfect accuracy on the differences between X and Y, where X and Y are arbitrary subcategories of human experience. Yeah. Even if it's perfectly accurate, like like captures the difference as best as any human could ever represent it. It doesn't matter because it's a choice that humans are making to to express those differences that way, and and, and it's a choice at a human level and at an egregorical, you know, like culture level. Like, yeah. like, like it's still just choices. It, it's not about, um, it's not it's not about whether or not they should be able to have these differences or it should be that way. It's literally just capturing choices that humans are making. Yeah, that makes sense. I think, okay, real talk. I'm kind of drunk. I'm extremely fucked up, and I assume you might just edit this all out. No, no, I'm not going to edit it out. But I think maybe we should end because I think I need to go and have some water and and <laughs> just like. <laughs> oh man! Wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay. Can we can we give it yeah, three minutes because we just literally it. can't end on that note because no, that no, just that, that screams cowardice. No, no. I let's let's not be cowards. I I, uh, I I just don't want my last words to be like, yeah, man. There's differences. Yeah, no. <laughs> you you no, know, cool. cause that's not what I'm about. Yeah. The last, you know, when you're writing a speech, you know, the last the last little bit is actually pretty important. So so let's know something a little bit. Yeah. Okay. But well, but but countdown is going. We are ending yeah. soon. Okay. So let last question for you. Maybe first question for you. Fuck. I I don't know. I don't know. It's it's been a wild <laughs> hour and seventeen minutes so far. Um it's gonna be less than that on your thing because I'm gonna cut some stuff out. But um I don't know. So so I, I don't remember how old your account is. Um, what like have you taken away from from our our chunk of Twitter? You know, like what what does it seem like to you? That's a really vague question. Oh man, no, no, no. it's a good it's a it's a good question. Um, people are fucking having a hard time. I that that's a big takeaway. People are having yeah. a hard time. Um. People are also looking for ways to make everybody have a better time. And I like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, right. And I personally have had a better time because of Twitter and the people that I've met on it. That's th- those are my high level takeaways from, from, from that. Yeah, me too. No, it's, I, I mean, Twitter is a really important part of my life right now. And, and I don't mean that in a shallow way, but, and, and I don't mean it in, like kind of a i don't know like crutchy way or it doesn't or sound like, like that no no or like poor alloway but like i i really i've met a lot of good friends through twitter i've i think i interact with the world and, and like interface with it better through twitter and it i mean just everybody on here feels i, I don't know like it, it feels like we're building something i don't know what it is and and maybe it's not anything particularly special. Like maybe it's just a group. No, it, it is or, special. We are out here living. Yeah, special but not unique. 
or, or not like yes. unusual. Yes, I love that phrasing. You know what I, I mean? I love that phrasing. Yeah. Like, everybody's out here and, and like becoming friends and just kind of like kind of groping through this world and like trying to like, like draw some, draw some sketch of what the hell it's like, which people have yes, been doing for thousands of years and like getting to know each other and getting to know like how we see things and like just trying to fucking hold each other up. And yes, sir. Like that's, I don't know. Maybe that's the most human thing possible. Um, I'm definitely drunk. So, so I, I don't know, man. Um, does that seem like a good Dude, note? You, yeah, honestly, being a little bit fucked up is probably the default human experience. And I think that was right? really well said. Um, yeah. Not to be like, inhuman and just positive but like yeah dude it's a it's a fucking life we've all got to fucking live it. it it's tough out here dude it's tough out here for the women it's tough out here for the men it's tough out yeah. here for the x categorical subset like it's a fucking world we're all we're all interfacing with with abstract beings all the time you know you you get dropped into earth you spawn in you get a default set of capabilities default set of relationships default set of rules and it's so fucking good. It's so cool. Yeah. It's so cool. It's so much, man. My daughter, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to play this episode for her at some point, but it's really making me think about that. Like, man, she's going to be dropped in. She's going to be dropped in. She's going to have to just like start out, not even having separate senses and not even being able to like disaggregate audio from, from visual, you know? And, and just yeah. get to this point where it somehow makes sense, or maybe it doesn't. Maybe maybe it never does. I don't know. It's it's wild. It's, All right, let's end on this note. Cool. Anyone yeah. you want to shout out? I feel like no one, none of your guests have asked you if you want to shout out anything or anybody yet. So yeah. Oh man, I don't, it just it just seems like it happens. Um, the the one that springs to mind immediately is Goblinods, who I'm going to be recording with tomorrow at some point. And I oh fuck yeah, Goblinods! I'm going to be real sorry if I'm hungover. I'm going to go and drink some water right now so that <laughs> you don't you don't have to deal with me just kind of like cringing through the entire episode. Um, yeah, Huge shout I, out Goblinods. Yeah, Second you're oh man, she's so she's a saint. Have you blocked Goblinods? No, mutuals. Great awesome. account absolutely she's, fucking she's great so account. Fucking anybody who doesn't follow goblin odds fucking follow immediately yeah don't don't question it <laughs> yep oh man goblin odds. yeah i think i think that's my one how about you Any, right anyone on, else you want to you want to call out shout um, out those are different things fucking shout out sonia yeah and, and shout out you but like uh this okay before this episode started we had this long list of stuff that we could talk about because we both know each other and we're interesting people you know not to sound too narcissistic but like yeah uh i fucking did not like twitter as a real name person i engage with twitter in this fucked up way where i change my account name and profile picture all the time like real ship of theseus stuff oh the right only yeah. way that it's stuck is that i followed sonia uh who i know irl um, she's so fucking and good. And she introduced me to you, and it's been good. So she's, shout out Sonia. Yeah, not she's, that Sonia needs a shout out. It's literally just me being like Sonia's the fucking best. Shout yeah, out Sonia, absolute, and shout absolute, out uh, truly relaxed. Yeah. Shout yeah. out truly relaxed. Yeah, kings, kings all around. Okay, um, it's been a pleasure, dude. Thanks yeah. for thanks for sticking around another six minutes after you said, "Hey, man, I'm too fucked up to keep doing this." Yeah, so. no, hey, it's good. Thanks, um, thanks for coming on like any excuse to, to hang out and chat is fantastic. Um, guys, thanks so much for listening. 
It's been an honor. If anyone made it through this episode, holy shit, like yeah. follow me. I'll follow you. DM me and say like you owe me one and I will absolutely owe you one. Yeah, totally. Uh, this is this has been at Disconcerta. Um, I'll I'll put it in notes somewhere. Have a good night, all. <laughs>